Take the left. Egon, take the right. Okay, Rick. Give me one eye outside. <laughs> hey ho what is happening welcome back to all new the giant contraband robot podcast where if you search for us on spotify we are now the top search it really yeah nice take that on Gucci. boom only because we got the v before it the article before it that's the only reason why. right i mean hey we are the giant contraband robot and then we, it is an artistic connotation to the reason why I chose Giant Contraband Robot. Mm-hmm. And we do not have enough time because there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of well, what do we got on our plate? There's a lot of stuff that happened from the episode, last episode. Once again, a big thanks to Isaiah Frias for coming on um, in place for Christian, who was on his mini vacation. Yes, I was. Um... Once again, we always have delays between me and Christian's audio because we're not recording in the same space no more. And please excuse the fans are both on our uh, both on our sides because it is fucking hot. It is hot. It hit over a hundred degrees today. So California, like I have always said, just because we're in the middle of a pandemic, doesn't mean California is not going to get hit with the usual heat wave. Yep. And the heat wave usually goes from mid mid August up until I would say at least the weekend before Halloween. Mm-hmm. And this has been the last five years. Normally, by the time we get into September, we get a little bit cooler because of global warming. Nah, that shit's all the way extended to October. That's just it, oh, oh, oh. So our fans are going to be on. I'm sorry, it's just going to happen. <laughs> um. But we, like I said, once again, thank you, to, um, Isaiah, um, Isaiah, for coming on. It was it was a good episode. We just we just shot, we just shot the shit, shot the nice. shit, shoot the shit. I mean, shoot the shit, shot the shit, shoot the shit. We um, y'all learned a little bit how he created old nerdy bastard. Also, he has, we, and I'm gonna confirm it. It's it's gonna be a special recording though, Christian, because um, he he has two daughters. If y'all don't know, I can actually put on it. He has two daughters, and he has said it before. He, his recording days are on Mondays and Tuesdays, so which means we have to record Night Owl on one of those days because he will be a guest on Night Owl. Oh, great. And it's not going to be another video game episode um, broadcast. It's going to be um, a more, let's just say we're going to be tailoring our music to his. Okay. He's a big fan of Insane Clown Posse, I should say that. <laughs> he an ICP fan? Yes, he is. Um, now, Gorgor Badal, I'm cool. Uh, uh, it's 
I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, but I'm not an ICP fan. No, I'm not. <laughs> I really am not. Yeah, I'm like, not. I I get people who like it. That's just not normally what I'll listen to it. But, yeah, not. yeah so, we are about open musical expression. Yeah, so, it's and here's the kick thing. I'm the one who has to fucking listen to it when we broadcast this thing. I, I have I have the option to not listen to it. <laughs> yeah, that's you. But right on to the rigmarole. Thank you for listening to the Giant Contraband Robot here on Spotify or SoundCloud, if you're preferable. We'll be coming to other streaming services soon, financially, which is not viable. Um, we record, we broadcast twice a week. Well, we'll speak, we'll speak on the second part of that twice a week in a bit. Um, Mondays and Wednesdays are your new episode of the Giant Contraband Robot, while Thursdays and Fridays are your new episodes of the Night Out Show for KDHR.net and KDHR, the podcasting feed on Spotify. Um, we are your hosts, like, once again, I'm Desi. Desi is Dead Robinson, that is Christian, the Damon Lama writer Ventura. Hey. And let's get right into it. So, um, I, there's two things that's happened with DC. But we're going to get into the fandom part. We're not going to talk about what's going on with DC Universe because, once again, that's anger fuel. For me, I am. I have made a decision to get rid of DC Universe, though. Yeah, I think I'm right with you on that one. Um, I haven't done it yet, but I'm. I'm itching for it. Um, the reason why we're going for that, I'm. I'm for me. Everybody's saying it's comic books. It's only eight books. I don't care about DC comic books anymore. I don't. That's the only reason I haven't uh, I haven't unsubscribed yet. And I have not been a fan of DC comic books in a long time. So I just there's nothing in the DC lexicon of books, and for me to read it, and I have friends like there's their back catalog. I have a cap, two cabinets, and a shelf full of DC comic books of past and stuff from 2014. I, I don't need their. I don't need to read DC deceased. I don't. I can just read reviews for it. I just. I, mm-hmm. don't, I don't care about a zombie comic book. I, enough with the zombies. All right. Fuck. I'm, I'm getting tired of zombies every goddamn time. <laughs> Fuck. I don't need another motherfucking zombie game. <laughs> it's it's like the zombie craze came and it died and then it came back like a zombie and then everybody got annoyed of it like a zombie. But state of decay. Three looks good though. Even though it was just a trailer. True. Yeah, that is true. That trailer looked good though. I'll give it that. I'll give it that. And Dying Light will probably be uh, in an indefinite, like like Beyond Good and Evil Two, forever in development. Um, but, yeah, wasn't it also the uh, the creators or the developers of Left 4 Dead Two talking about um, making another zombie game? I know they, they, there's been rumblings actually for a Left 4 Dead Three. I have played Left 4 Dead 2, but here's the thing, though. I don't want to play anything that where I have to depend on other people, and the computer fucking, the CPU sucks. I try <laughs> to get through Left 4 Dead 2, I rage quit in the mall. If you play Left 4 oh. Dead 2, you know the Wait, mall. Wait, the mall with the gas? Yes. <laughs> That's so fun, though. But it does suck if you don't, let, if you're not playing with other people you know. Or if those people are shit, that one does suck. I'll give you that. So I rage quit Left 4 Dead 2, and I just play. I just watch walkthroughs, and, and I think I have damn near a hundred hours on Left 4 Dead 2 on my Steam account. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, yeah, because I, I used to love playing the mods, man. The mods were like where it was at for me. Uh, we was talking about DC. Okay, DC. Um, <laughs> so normally on Wednesdays we will post a DC animated movie verse and review. That is indefinitely on hold, only because DC um, has announced that they're slowly are moving their titles over to HBO Max. And that does put it. I have majority of them, but I do. I was always relying on either Hulu or DC Universe to um, to keep up, because I don't own all of them. Like once again, we're not. We have money, but not money to be like, oh, we can do this, do that. And I don't feel comfortable starting up a Patreon if we don't. Can't have, be and especially where I don't have nothing to incentivize anyone to be a Patreon, a patron for patreon um i have people ask me like yo just do a patreon we have nothing to give for the people to give us money to keep this afloat like if we were if we were at least like hosting our own videos and stuff like from our streams when we do start the streaming that could be one thing but we don't have that shit yet so yeah and and trying to i recently me and my brothers recently bought a 600 dollar oven that that nicks us um, me renting uh, Teen Titans Judas Contract. I was like, hey, do I want to watch Judas Contract or do I want to cook food properly? I want to cook food properly. As would most sane people, I, I I would agree. Yeah. So for right now, it's on the DC movie review is on indefinite hiatus until I can we can figure out how to continue on. Because I don't like to leave things unfinished, but in its place, we'll be doing TMNT, and we are going to schedule that. We are going to definitely schedule that so they can be properly done. Yes. Um, it's only four movies, and then we'll think of another. Fr- well, weren't, it- weren't we going to add on the spiritual fifth one? Or, yeah, the. Oh, no, wait, no, four. The four one was. Yeah, the, never the mind. Anime, yeah, the four was the animated feature. Yeah, the fourth one is the spiritual successor. Uh, we're not going to do the Michael Bay ones. Yes, we're talking about the 90s ones and the TMNT animated feature. That came out when I was, I think, 2003, 2004. Yeah, sounds about right. I was in high school. Well, close to graduate. It was either, if it was 2004, I'm on the verge of graduating high school. If it was 2003, I was still in high school. Damn. Yeah, I think, Damn. Yeah, it's been that long. Well, <laughs> oh well. Um, so that is the rigmarole on that, and we are tentatively maybe pulling a mystery science theater style Star Wars feature um, that will get me back into Star Wars. Um, I'm back on the X Men train, not movies. Definitely not fucking movies. And I, I remember I was shitting on Grant Morrison. Um, I forgot what episode we, I was shitting on Grant Morrison. But it was uh, a YouTube channel called Patrick Willems, uh, Patrick H. Willems. And he was talking about um, the X-Men. It, it, it looked like some time ago they was doing... Um, moving on. Sorry, I, I, I had to work on my transitions. But moving on. <laughs> Um, because I also passed Fallout 4, but I'll that in, in a minute before we go into the rundown of topics. Um, 
it looks like some months ago they was doing it was called one sheets like one shots and it was all x-men related but different youtube channels was doing it and i feel if we was on youtube i we probably would have been approached because since i've been very vocal on how i dislike the x-men films mm-hmm. and now more recently coming out and i felt comfortable coming out and saying that the X-Men 90 series um, and then X-Men Evolution is so-so but Wolverine X-Men is nah but in the 90s I've been very critical of anything X-Men Minion and I remember I, I gotta remember what episode I was shitting on Grant Morrison but I'm gonna take back on what Grant Morrison said because um, this dude is lucky he has the omnibus on the new X-Men that which is written by Grant Morrison and the art illustrations about done by Frank Whiteley, which is two great um, two great minds working together on an X-Men series. Damn. Um, Grant Morris was talking about how comics has become more conservative, uh, meaning catering more to the fans who are 40, in their 40s, still harping on things that they was um, like there was when they were kids. Mm-hmm. And I sat back and I was like, I paused it and I started thinking, in a way, I am like that. But one, I'm out in my fucking 40s. But yes, I have been reading things like I have always said X-Men and Green Lantern is something I've, I've both I've been reading since I was a kid because it was introduced to me by two uncles who have been reading it since the 1960s. So I'm in like I'm now in I'm in a space where. Yes, I can see my attitude is getting towards like the assholes or towards the last Jedi. But there's one thing I agree, and I said I always wanted to see, and there is in these comic books, the evolution of these characters. Like we talked about before, in the comic books, the X Men are dealing with what people of color deal with today: cultural appropriation, um, the the bombasticness of being like it is good to be a mutant or in this case it's good is proud to be black but you still have somebody co-opting your blackness or co-opting someone who's of latin descent mm-hmm. is it celebrating that culture or are you appropriating that culture like people currently today are calling um saying Shia LaBeouf is doing brown face for the recent movie he has done while a lot of people of latin descent has given Shia LaBeouf a a, a pass because what he did to get himself in that mind state for that role he did I forgot the name of the movie but holy shit he he legit got a full chest tattoo he didn't it's not it, that chest you see him in photos of him that's a that's a real piece that he done from an actual tattoo parlor in East LA damn dude so he he stuck with that for life yeah, dude, like, I, I, I'm i one of those people that's, like, I actually kind of want to see it, man. Like, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. To me, it doesn't seem like Brownface because it's, like, I know plenty of dudes that were not, like, stereotypically brown that that were cholos and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, but we talked about that with um, Isaiah's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it, I don't want to keep on harping on it, though. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all it's all good. Point point is, I feel like right now the majority of the people who are probably saying some shit about it are the people that are like getting offended for other people. Yeah, and this is like I I understand why some people would find it offensive, but 
in the overall connotation of things, I don't think he's doing it to be offensive. It's more like he's trying to portray a specific kind of mindset that goes along with growing up in an environment like that. Yeah, and um, and that's what the X-Men should be as we go forward. Um, I can't go verbatim quote by quote because I don't own that fucking omnibus. And I'm not going to waste our time <laughs> trying to look up look up the quote, from not only from that channel, but also from uh, uh, Grant Morrison himself. But it's essentially characters need to evolve, and they need to reflect not only the times, but also um, to bring change to something that can be stagnant. Um, and that's what, and hearing that and then reading it later on, I was like, that's what I want out of the X-Men films. These X Men films, I, they're like, and like I've always been saying, like, a, like just hammering a fucking nail on the, like, the same nail on the coffin. You don't need to make these characters inherently dark. The situation that they're in is already fucking dark. Yeah. The X Men has always been about racism, classism. There, and it's always, it's always been in there, and it's always been ingrained, and also within these X-Men comics and the films they never touch upon there's a second mutation the X-Men are all mutants not just the X-Men are constantly mutating that's how Emma Frost who she never had the diamond form until 2001 so from her appearance her first appearance in the 80s throughout the 90s she was just a telepath yeah her, her power set has changed too um, she evolved. So basically, mutants are more until what they did with the no more mutants thing. Up until that point, all mutants were still evolving, which would include Emma Frost and Beast. Hence, why Beast is now he looks. It's hard to explain how Beast looks now. He looks more mannish, but he still looks like a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well a monster. While Rogue, she eventually evolved to a point where she can now control her powers. Until Jonathan Hickman came in and now she needs a collar around her neck. So she won't kill everybody in the room who's a mutant or a human in general. <laughs> that is not evolved. That's devolving right there. That's, that yeah, that's... just fucked over Rogue. She had a great character arc. He just came in. Like, I can understand you want to change everybody. Like, Psylocke. Psylocke, um, it was Betsy Braddock, and I forgot the name of the assassin. But all of a sudden, one went into a coma, like, for goddamn decades, was in a coma. And the mind went into, I forgot who took, like, what mind was taken over, but it was locked down. Recently, now Psylocke has split. Betsy Braddock is back, and the assassin is now running around trying to find her identity while Betsy Braddock is now trying to recover lost time. Okay. Um, that, I like, that. that is fine. Because one is an American, one is British. And the one who's British, she's the sister of Captain Britain, who people have been wanting in the MCU. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I don't know. I, I think, if I remember, Captain Britain is a mutant. I think, or I think he was given his powers like how Captain America got his powers, except his sister, which, which went on to become Psylocke, is the mutant. That that is that is a deep dive that I have not got into because that's all part of Excalibur, 
which is a, a set of X-Men that's based in the UK that Shadowcat was part of. Um, so as that's that's a deep dive that we don't have time for today because I'm just telling you, I can get I can get sweaty talking about X anything X Men comic books but but to get the main drive the main point before we get into the record world um, you can say I have grown I've learned in my time in my hibernation chamber if you will to. Except for what we have with these X Men films, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain anymore. I'm not. It doesn't. It, we don't need. I don't need to complain for something that's already been done. But I will complain. I will, but the one thing I will complain on the Donners and those who worked on the production of the X Men films. I don't see why we should complain now on something you had the power to do at the time. You had the choice to fire Brian Singer, and we would have been, I think, everyone in Hollywood, especially the people that he has hurt, would probably would never been hurt if something has been done, like nip that shit in the bud from the start. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that that is my opinion. Um, take that for what you will. I had to be, it goes. I have to be a stern parent on that tone of voice right there. I would say it probably has a lot to do with going back to like how original Hollywood had already like accepted like a boys club kind of mentality from the beginning of the actual industry. Yeah, but young boys are, was being molested and sex trafficked. And yeah, and unfortunately that's also just as prevalent since the beginning of the industry. And on top of that, it is also the recent topic that's we're not talking about it because it's depressing. And, and like I said, talking about DC, talking about young men and women being sex trafficked is if I had Dr. Manhattan's powers, trust, <laughs> I would be snapping people into the sun so fucking quick <laughs> or vaporizing them on sight. I could just imagine if you actually had Dr. Manhattan's powers. You will be worrying about my humanity after I'm done with the, my murder spree. <laughs> and I will intentionally create doubles of my of my regular self just to prove that, no, I'm not Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> I am Dr. Manhattan. I am Dr. Manhattan. We're not sparking this, this, all right? We're not, we're not sparking it, this, all right? No, 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 no. R.I.P. Andy Whitfield, though. He was a good Spartacus. Yep. As a damn now, here's the thing. Since we talked about this issue, Spartacan, Spartacanus, my Doctor Manhattan, <laughs> I would say that Spartacus paved the way for showing male nudity. I yeah, that show honestly paved the way for a lot of things. Like I don't think we would have the level of Game of Thrones that we did without a show like Spartacus doing it first. Yeah, because technically, if you watch anything on HBO. They haven't shown a fully full nude dude. They have not. Hell, most movies have not. And Are I, they not? No, I have not seen a movie where. And if it did, it's a porno. I would. I would have thought that HBO already did that. I'm trying really hard to think if they did or not. Game of, Thrones, started, Game of Thrones started to. Hmm. And technically, um, Super Troopers. Right, if, Super if Troopers. Super Troopers technically. That had full frontal male nudity. Yeah, and he, and here's the thing though. He even made um, he, oh, I know his, his last name is Heffernan, but I forgot his first name. 
Um, he said he, he said he knows he has a small dick. He doesn't care. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I got, he's like, this small dick gave me kids. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that is confidence, though. But yep. if it wasn't for Star, technically stars creating Spartacus, HBO probably wouldn't be like, it's, it's a good competition, though. Yeah. If you think about it, because after we got Spartacus, we got technically Game of Thrones, which has been in development for a while though. But and I know but before that, we had other shows from HBO that were already starting to get more and more risque. But here's the thing: like I, it was always, what was it, it Boardwalk was, Empire was very much like that, I think, and that was an HBO show. But the thing is, though, one of the main topics that all women will talk about, though, is always female nudity and female sexuality. It's never showing men. Yeah, and I think that Spartacus was very. Well, it, it showed how age of Greece was at the time, because there was a lot of interse- intersectional sex. Yeah. Um, it, it had an actual um, gay couple from start to finish. Well, technically, season season two. Then they went to the prequel series because, unfortunately, um, passing of Andy Whitfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but their prequel. So had it, because we had former. That showed me, like the amount of things a person who was a former Power Ranger or any former Power Ranger would have to do, to so they would not be known as a Power Ranger. <laughs> it's like once you become a Power Ranger, you got to do something real major, so that way people don't say, "Hey, that's that Power Ranger." Like, why he was doing the I forgot Ike. Oh fuck! I, I, I know it's Ike, but I, I can't pronounce his last name. Um, he was the Red Ranger for RPM. While he was doing Spartacus, he couldn't come back to um, do... It was a crossover. They needed his Red Ranger to be there. The stuntman did all the Ranger stuff. He just recorded the vocals. Huh. They didn't want... Because apparently, I guess, parents saw Spartacus and they see him doing all this. They didn't want him to be coming back to be playing the Red Ranger. He was. They said he was physically supposed to be there. Oh my god. And he said he was he was willing to come back. Yeah. But because of Spartacus, no, no. Like, oh my goodness, he's too naked in this other show, so take away his job from this other one. Um, the Yellow Ranger from R not RPM, um t- not Time Force. So SPD. There's so many of them. SPD. Oh, okay. okay. The Yellow Ranger for SPD. She's a burlesque dancer. Really? Uh, and uh, and she is now based in Long Beach. Huh. And I'm like, well, that's funny. Um, uh, where so I can avoid it? No, I'm just. <laughs> now, my, all I said was Long Beach. I'm not gonna give the the exact location, but um, I was like, and I, I, I follow her, and I was like, well, hello. <laughs> uh, you have always been my favorite Yellow Ranger. That's and, that's. That sounds like that's a creepy ass DM somebody's probably sent her. Oh, I'm very certain she probably. I'm, any here's the any woman probably got some creepy ass DMs. I'm pretty sure 100 percent of the females I know have creepy ass DMs, and which it, is unfortunate. And I'm gonna tell myself I thought I was doing the right thing until I actually looked. I'm like, nah, I didn't do the right thing. I, I, I tried to do the right thing, but it didn't work because when you go on Tumblr, you see people with hack, with not hacked accounts. You. Uh, what's that word I'm looking for? We're impersonating accounts. 
Oh, like catfishing? Yeah. So, like, there was a, a, a very um, YouTuber, and I'm like, they don't have a Tumblr. If they had a Tumblr, they'll announce it. Like, um, Hannah Hart, she has a Tumblr. She will, mm-hmm. not, like, I watch her drunk kitchen, uh, my drunk kitchen, and she will mention I'm on Tumblr, um, Twitter, and all those, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the person who I follow, she don't. So I was like, I took the screenshots of the Tumblr account, and I'm thinking I'm doing my due diligence reporting it. I'm like, it makes me look like I'm a stalker. Nah. I'm like, fuck it. I did my due diligence. I he was like, you have an impersonator posting stuff that is clearly not you. Because she they have uh, I know on Instagram there's check marks, Facebook got check marks, Tumblr has check marks, and Twitter. You mm-hmm. can tell if it's the real thing and it's not based on the check marks next to the name. But yeah. I, I'm I'm working on my own blue check mark soon because uh Hopefully, some big things can happen for me. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about it, but fingers crossed. But let's get on to the rigmarole, because um, once I talk about Fallout Four, I, I, I Bethesda has gotten me, because <laughs> I'm considering jumping back into Skyrim. Ooh, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Damn. Okay. Yes. Tell me why. But um. I, I kind of do want to hurry up with the show because there are there's been reports of rolling blackout blackouts across Los Angeles. Ah, got you. And it'll be heatwave really, related. Yeah, it'll be super fucked if we're in the middle of our show, and then boom, either you <laughs> or me get just get blacked out. Like so yeah. So if by the way, folks, if all of a sudden we just cut to music, you guys know why. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. We have radio GTA radio host, writer, producer Laszlo Jones leave Rockstar Games after 20 years. It's a very good reason why he left. Um, Leslie Benzies has still not said why he left Rockstar, but Laszlo Jones actually has a reason, and he didn't really has to tell y'all, but it was just found out. Um, which nah. is, it was just small. It's a small touch on. We're not gonna really harp on it. It's just something I want to put out there. Like, not everything has to deal with money. That's kind mm-hmm. of messy. Um, we're going to be talking about DC fandom. They finally released their fandom, or I get corrected by somebody. Um, they released their schedule, and I find it kind of hinky on the Flash, because Andy Muschietti will be talking about the Flash, but the panel is ten minutes long, while all the other ones are an hour to an hour and a half. Uh, it makes no like, even at a Comic Con. You hold a ten minute panel, there will be a fucking riot. And I'm yeah, like, that is a waste of time. Like, wait, I I waited five hours in line for ten minutes. Yeah, and I don't care if this is Comic Con at home. It's, it's a ten minute panel. That's a waste of fucking time. That's yo, any anime shit. You have killed it in a horror game. This is your foray into comic book films. Ten minutes, it's like me making a fucking sandwich. From scratch. <laughs> that means cutting the bread, making the. Cut. I said I was not gonna. Uh, cutting the bread, like what? You buy unsliced bread? No, I'm just. <laughs> How you don't know? I bake my own bread. Oh, look at you! Come on, son. I know how to knead that dough. Damn. As a matter of fact, I have a recipe on bacon fat tortillas. 
flour tortillas. Oh my god. I'm gonna have to ask your advice on the bread because I've been actually wanting to make my own bread pre- uh, recently. No, no. I, I, remember, I dropped out of culinary school. Don't come to me for how to make bread. Just go to YouTube. Hey, hey, hey. There's plenty of people that know how to cook that didn't go to culinary school. Yeah. <laughs> and they and there's a lot of artists who never went to school who are now being who are professional artists. Not everyone is like that. True. I, for some Ladies reason, and gentlemen, an optimist and a pessimist. <laughs> um, I'm, on the one hand, we live in a society where it is a weird fucking society where, yes, you can get by on your skills, but only so much. It is now not only your skills, the way how you can navigate in this, this fucking climate. Mm-hmm. And there are people who do not go to school, who probably dropped out, who are successful. While those who probably has that skill set to talk, and they probably have that skill, but they don't get the opportunity. And it's mainly people of color. Yeah. And but a good thing though, and it was just recorded, um, re- um, announced that Latin um, Latin American students hold the highest record of. Um, college st- and university students. That that actually made me really happy when I read that. So, yeah, I heard that too. Let's go. Let's do it. While, que viva la raza. Also, while black women are also the highest rated number of women to go to school and graduate with high high honors as well. So, Damn. give it up for the people of color who is going to be slowly but surely taking over. Mm-hmm. Very meticulously, because these fucking laws that we have. Anywho, um, towards the end of the episode, because this is where we're gonna get sweaty. Cyberpunk no. twenty seventy seven. <laughs> While he was on vacation in the mountains, they had there was a new Nightwire. Tell There's me three, three options that you can be while playing Cyberpunk. Corpo. Nomad or Street Kid, each one with its own specific intro. Now, um, the homie that you see in the trailer, you're gonna know him regardless of what you what you're choosing. Okay. But your handler is different with each one, and we'll get we'll explain more as we go in. Okay. Um, it's called Life Paths, which is right back. Um, and this this one I'm just gonna bitch, and it's right off the bat. Now, we talked about, we, we spent the whole episode talking about Power Ranger episodes, um, action figures. Right. And I said I wanted the Zack the Black Ranger figure. Mm-hmm. Hasbro came out and they showed a Zack the Black Ranger figure. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, sweet. Oh, you better temper that expectation, my dude. I'm a, Oh, no. I'm, no. Yeah. This is the ugliest fucking black man action figure I've ever fucking seen. No, no, no. The hair on his head looked like a fucking wig. He he, he legit looks like mammy. Alright? That is a old racist fucking term. Mammy. Wait, what the fuck? What the fuck? Hold on. I'm, uh... And don't let me get you started. No. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. And look what, what they did. The to, fuck? Look, look what they did to the Yellow Ranger. She's the first Mexican Yellow Ranger. What the fuck? And they whitewashed her. Yeah, not a... What the fuck are these? 
The last ones that we saw were so sick. It looked like the actors. It yeah, the, the, the actors the, fucked up, Zach. And this is now the Yellow Rangers for Power Rangers in space. It's it's still. You, oh my god. Yeah, but I mean, of course they got. Uh, of course they got. Uh, Jason, David Frank, Jason right? David Frank, correct? Yeah, like his Zeo Red Ranger looks fine. It's just, what the fuck is this, dude? Okay, that's just. That's just, that yeah. That's, that just looks like they melted that piece of shit on his head. Disrespect. Just disrespect. Ah <laughs> oh, man. Okay, if y'all if y'all haven't seen it, go check out these action figures because yeah, that's ridiculous. And look, I have no qual- I have no qualms with Jason David Frank, but if you God, notice, that... he has an action figure for every fucking release for this Hasbro line. The Yellow Ranger looks like she's like. Staring off to plan a creepy ass murder. <laughs> it looks like she's in the get out. I, I, it's like I'm, I want to be Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah, that's like Daniel Kaluuya. Get out. Yeah, the get the, out! the eyes. It's all about the eyes, dude. Oh my god. Oh fuck. What the? Oh Jesus Christ. It look. She looks like that woman on Avatar: The Last Airbender. There is no crime in Ba Sing Se. <laughs> there is no nothing wrong in Ba Sing Se. Ba Sing Se is safe. Oh my god. And speaking the of <laughs> And speaking of Ban Sing Se, um, uh, I see what you did there. There's some problems with Avatar the Last Airbender, um and Netflix. Um It's some very very interesting things is going on. Uh I just say D Martino and I'm sorry, Brian. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, homie. I just can't pronounce your last name. <laughs> they left the Netflix live-action series, and rightfully so, no one has faith in this live-action adaptation of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Now, it's, yeah, the 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 expectations have been thoroughly tempered. It's thoroughly tempered. It fucking screeched to a halt. I was trying to be nice. No, it, it, there's no there's no need to circumcode it. Like Netflix, of all the times. Netflix fucked up. If you really let's just keep let's keep us well. Call it like I mean, to me, to me, you know what this does. To me, this just confirms that Avatar is a valid anime, because Netflix always fucks up the live action anime adaptation. Here's the thing, though, we don't know about Cowboy Bebop though, because it's not out yet. We don't. We don't. We don't. And uh, there's and- still hope. And and uh, there's still hope for the for the live action for Avatar. I'm still gonna watch it, but not me. I don't. I don't want an M Night Shyamalan reboot. No, no. It, no. Here's the thing, though. Um, no, I don't want a reboot of the M Night Shyamalan one. But, Wait, what? But people, I'm calling M Night Shyamalan reboot. It could be anyone who's the showrunner, and you assume they're following it, but they're not following the, the actual like history and lore of the uh, last airbender. But, mm. but on Cowboy Bebop though, the only people who ha- are having a fucking complaint, they, um, they don't know where's Ed, but they cast Ayn. I was like, yeah, Ed technically came in, in the middle of the series. So they can still have Ed. They're just not going to announce who it is. Yeah, um, and plus, it's like they don't have to announce every actor. I think people forget that. Yeah, uh, like fucking watch the movie. But the thing is, the it's a TV show. But 
Right the show, Ed is well. No, when you get towards the end of the series, they not Ed is no longer integral to the show because technically Ed left the first of the last three episodes. I think I think it was yeah around there. Um, and Ayn left with Ed, so but they are in, they are in the main intro of the title though, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they make it a big deal of like oh we have we have Sid. He was in flashbacks and at the end of the series. But people really complained about um, an African. Um, not he's not African American, but uh, if y'all watched Black Panther, he was um. Oh fuck! How can I forget the goddamn supervillain's name in Black Panther? I mean, not Black Panther. Luke Cage. Oh um, oh crap um. Cotton? No, he was not no. Cottonmouth. Bushmaster. There you go. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he, I think he is. I think he's Trinidad, Trinidadian. I, I, I'm not gonna assume he's he's black. Right, fuck, he's black. Jet black. He's a, he's a variety. Jet black is now being played by a black man, and people are pissed. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I'm like. They cast an actress of Asian descent to play Faye. They cast John Cho as Spike. Now, I don't know if John Cho has any martial arts skills, but it doesn't matter. Cult- uh, culture appropriate. I think Jet could be changed. I, it, it, it's fine. And the dude who's playing Sid, just because dude has those dead eyes, even though dude looked lively in that little um, that little thing that Netflix did, he was very mm-hmm. lively, but it's still his eyes, though. And he was in mm-hmm. the first two episodes of The Boys, if you want to know who he is. He's the one who had uh, a bomb shoved up his ass. Um, okay. The, just a full context before y'all watch The Boys. I'm giving y'all, I'm, I'm letting you know this now. The Boys comic book and show is not for the fate department. I'm saying this now. There will be some things that will make you mouth, what the fuck? There is some moments where if you if you're very religious, I, I don't advise you to watch the boys. <laughs> I love the idea that any religious person would actually be considering reading the boys. <laughs> here's, here's the thing: I have friends who are devout Catholics. I have I know people who are Jehovah Witness. I know people who you know they at sundown they praise um uh, they pray like, uh, yeah Muslim like. I know, I know people that pray to Asmodeus. Got it. Yeah. Um, they're they. Everyone is a, is, is a comic book fan. It doesn't matter your religious background or your atheist like me. You mm-hmm. are. There are comic book fans of all different race, creed, and religious background. There will be some things where it won't gel with them, and they they will not read or pick it up because no one. There will be some. I was that person. I was like, read this comic book. And then a week later, what the fuck did you make me read? <laughs> and I'll be that fucking evil. Now I'm being more polite, and I'm and I like to give like people fair warning, like Invincible. I'm not spoiling. I'm not going to spoil Invincible, but there are moments in that comic book where I when, I when I said a couple of weeks ago, don't get attached to every fucking character. It mm-hmm. Invincible is the Walking Dead of the superhero world. Well, Robert Kirkman's superhero world. Yeah, like, there are certain characters that get killed like fucking decimated in one issue that you just like you barely got a good and like 
The Walking Dead gives you time to, even in the comic book and in the show, it gives you time to spend time with these characters. You probably mm-hmm. one panel with that character and the next panel eviscerated. Oof. Um, and some notable actors and actresses are going to be voicing these said characters on the show, which will be coming soon. So, uh-huh. I'm just I'm just telling this. I'm saying this now. The boys can get there, and also Invincible. Like, um, Zazzy Beats is playing now. Zazzy Beats' character is playing is a normal human being, and she is with the main character. Theirs is a typical stereotypical breakup. I'll just say that now because you you understand it in her perspective. Mm-hmm. About if you're a superhero with powers and they're always going off, you don't know if they're gonna come back alive or dead. So it makes sense in that in that sense. So that is like Zazzy Beats is. I'll just tell you this now: she's not gonna be in the show for that long. Mm-hmm. Just just to, just to give it. If y'all in love with Zazzy Beats and you love to hear her voice, you better get used to it. She's gonna be in and out. Oh, because I love me some sassy beats. It, it's just the character she's playing. If she was, if she, if she was Adam Eve, oh, she should be there to the point where something good happens between our, the main character Invincible and Adam Eve. I'll just say that. Okay. Something great happens, and it's a good ending to Invincible because Invincible ended with issue one hundred seven. Um, it didn't stay too long. It ended properly. The Walking Dead it, it also ended, I think, with issue 150. I think this issue it was 150. Like, Robert, Kirk, Robert Kirkman's the type of art um, writer who don't, like, the boys, it's 12 issues long. Yeah, he doesn't drag things up. Like, it, I like that. They, yeah, no, it, it, we, I was just having this conversation with a, with a group of my friends from uh, D&D about how shows like Breaking Bad and like other shows that choose to end their their shows like where they narratively make sense as opposed to let's see how long we can keep this going. Yeah. Like those sometimes create like the best stories overall because yes, you want more, but you have a I don't think enough people pay attention anymore to creating a satisfying ending to where they're just trying to figure out how long can I keep this thing going? But if you have a narrative, why not end it? Why not make sure that this entire story has a great story? You know? Yeah. Um, your audio was messing up a little bit. Um, once again, OBS and the internet don't love us. So, um, but I, I, I did catch a few things that you were saying. Though. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Okay, well, <laughs> um, that's lost to time. Moving on. So we're gonna move on to the first topic: VC fe- feces. <laughs> yeah. Shit taste we have. Oh fuck! All right, DC fandom. Oh, we are moving on to the feces topic. All right. <laughs> so here's their their set sketch set schedule. Um, at one p.m. Eastern time. I think on the West Coast, that's, I think, what, 11? Yeah, that's 11. They're either two or three hours ahead. Um, so it's going to be the Wonder Woman 1984 panel with Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Christine Wig, Pedro Pascal, and Patty Jenkins at 1 p.m. Um, uh, it's all happening at this. Now, some of them are happening at the same time. What they're trying to do is 
think of it like actual Comic-Con where there's a panel that you really want to see, but it also where you really have to make a choice if you want to see this panel or the other panel that's who knows. Why? I'm at home. Why? So, but here's all the thing. Right. It's, is, this is going to be 24 hours long. So all of this is going to be done live and they're going to be rebroadcasted. Um, re, um, so think of it like a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. You so they're going to yeah. check it out. All right. All right. I guess. So at the same time, the Flash TV series panel is happening. I'm sorry, you guys. You, everybody's going to Wonder Woman on that one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, everybody's going to go to the new movie and not, like, the recurring show. Yep. Um, at 1.30, Warner Brothers Montreal game announcement. So that one's going to be interesting because we speculated. There's speculation is either a Superman game or a Batman game. We rather go for a Superman or a Wonder Woman title or at least Green Lantern. No Batman. Please. If it's Nightwing, fine. Please. No more. No more Batman. Please. <laughs> but, Why, how come we can never just have like another superhero hell <laughs> let's get Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle yes I would love that shoot let's, let's break that curve man um, at 145 Black Lightning panel with the cast which that's going to be very interesting they finally gave him a comic book accurate costume Ooh. seriously I, it still looks like an Iron Man esque armor, but it's comic book color accurate. So okay, yeah, showing Black Lightning some love. Finally, so, nice. Like the daughters got comic book accurate suits, but the brother himself, the name of the, the namesake of the goddamn show, does not. Like seriously, come on. But oh, the woman who plays the oldest daughter. Ooh, ooh. Lord have mercy. <laughs> There's, I'll say this. Making him goddamn weak. Yeah, but in the first season, it was a running joke, and it, apparently she came up with it. She does have a great derriere. Okay. So, men and women was like, oh, you see the superhero with the, the, superhero with the great ass? And she's like, seriously? I'm doing, I'm, I'm kicking people's asses, and they worrying about my ass? <laughs> Like there was like a, a good running joke before she got a costume that yeah. does not focus on her backside. I'm like, yeah, the running joke. Basically, was, it was like every other episode, not like every single episode. Yeah, but it was it was, to me. I thought it was funny, and apparently and she used to be on Wildin' Out as well. Oh, 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 okay. So, <laughs> so um, you can tell she has a comedy back, like a, she has the comedy background. So she probably came up with that. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm like. Well, I mean, that woman is not lying about about you, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like these are facts. Yeah, yeah, hashtag facts. It's the only time you're ever gonna hear me say hashtag anything. <laughs> Please let it be the last time. That was cringy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no. At two forty-five, Andy Muschietti and. I, they have to talk about what Ezra Miller did. They have to. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody does not want him as... Everybody was was rooting for him as the Flash, but 
Nobody wants to miss Flash anymore. After that video, so but any Mushi the any and his wife the Mushietis. I'm gonna just say the Mushietis. I I I I forgot his wife's name. But um the Mushietis with Ezra Miller is gonna be talking about the Flash movie. If I if anything from the panel, please for the love of God, change his costume. Change <laughs> the costume. Get Kiersey, announce Kiersey Clemens coming back. Alright? She would have been technically she would have been the first black Iris West. Well, no, no. By the time the movie would have came out, Candace Patton would have had enough seasons up. Yeah. Still. She'd have been the first movie one. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, you dropped the You cut out her. Uh, I think it's. All right. I will watch the Snyder cut if they kept Kiersey Clemens' scenes in the movie. Which means Desi's not watching the Snyder cut. You, you, you're probably correct, because I'm pretty sure they still cut out her scenes. Yeah. Um, the Suicide Squad panel with the cast and James Gunn would be there. Um, this is gonna be interesting because technically it, Idris Elba has been done um, has done panels before. But here's the thing, though: John Cena, who someone you cannot see. I was gonna say, like, how would we even know he's on stage? He's gonna be there. Well, they're gonna be streaming from their own home. So. I love that we've collectively kept this joke for over ten years already. Hey, he's he's still, <laughs> he's still keeping up the joke. He follows John Cena. He's still keeping up with his damn stuff. So, it's his. <laughs> if y'all getting tired of it, tell John Cena to stop it. <laughs> and he likes it, so he's not going to stop it. All right. Um, the only inter- the only interesting thing I want to know is um, Margot Robbie goes going to be on the panel. Hmm. Cause she Harley Quinn is still in it. Jack Courtney said he's been saying, "Am I saying jack shit about the Suicide Squad?" Damn, I'm not saying jack shit about the Suicide Squad. And Jack Courtney in the interviews looked like a cool dude. Hmm. I'll just say that he he seems like a a very cool dude. I don't think I've watched many of his interviews. Um, when Collider Live was still a thing, he did like he was there for like the rest the last. Normally, celebrities would be on like 10, 15 minutes. He was on there for like the last hour, and they were just talking about nothing but music, um, other movies, like bands that he likes, what he does when he's here in Los Angeles. Oh, that's cool. He, he, he just likes to shoot the shit, drink beer, hang out with friends. That's cool. If he has to do a movie, he said he'll, he said he'll pull uh, Momoa. A beer is his cheat day. Yeah. <laughs> So, cool on that. Cool beans on that. But we have the Legends of Tomorrow panel at 3. That's the Suicide Squad panels at 3 p.m. The Legends of Tomorrow panels at the same time. Um, very underrated show with the world's best Constantine. I'm sorry, Keanu. Matt Ryan is Constantine. <laughs> um, at 4.15, the Do Patrol panel with the cast. At five o'clock, there is a surprise DC Comics panel. Um, there's surprise really... as in we don't know what's who's gonna be there. I <laughs> I think it's gonna be Jim Lee and Jeff Johns talking about. Jeff Johns is already gonna be on the set um set um set the set list. We're gonna get to him soon, but I think uh-huh. I think Jeff Johns Jim Lee is gonna announce a new comics um, a new comic coming out because they already canceled Teen Titans, Young Justice, Hawkman. Aquaman, Batgirl, Wonder Woman, and Catwoman. 
this is all recent. These count. These comics has been canceled, and they said oh. Damian Wayne is going back into the Batman titles. Yeah, I heard some shit about like Damian Wayne's now Batman. No, uh, that's DC deceased. Oh, okay. Tom Taylor's book. Um, there's gonna be the Snyder Cut Justice League panel with Zack Snyder. Um, there's gonna be a Black Adam panel with Dwayne Johnson and surprises. I think that one is going to be that's going to be at 6 p.m. Um, the Snyder Cut panel is going to be at 4:45, while at 6 is going to be the Black Adam panel. I think we're going to I I think that The Rock is known to do some su- surprising stuff. Like he's recently bought the XFL for 15 million. So The Rock now owns a football company. Like what? <laughs> Like the, the the rocks own in everything, man. Like the second I was like, he's into tequila. I know. I, I need to taste that tequila as soon as I get. Yeah, some legit. Money. I've been I've been super curious. Like I'm it, it, the marketing's been working for me. No. Um, at six forty-five, directly after the Black Adam panel, this title has yet to be announced. We nobody doesn't know. Not even comic book, TV guide, IGN. We, nobody doesn't know what time slot is picking the six forty-five slot. Um, and the, the Comic Con at home DC fandom is literally next Saturday, and they have not announced what's taking that six forty five spot. So it's, it's going to be very interesting between now and Friday, where they really will start show start ramping up this um um the advertising for this. So hopefully it's going to be something. At seven o'clock, Patrick Wilson, James Wan. For an Aquaman panel, um, to see Patrick Wilson just like, like dude, really just dug in doing Ocean Master. So you know, go go ahead, Patrick Wilson. <laughs> You're not gonna be the focus in Aquaman too, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, like, like it's true. And then on most of that though, James Wan has said already. He in the panel's not until next week. There's gonna be more horror elements in Aquaman too. Ooh, interesting. So, let's go. I've been on a horror kick. I know. I, I love how you've been posting online, like the fact that you're on a horror kick, and I'm just like, all those movies you posted, most of them could be considered that. But no, th- here's what I mean by. We'll get to that like at the end of. The, we'll talk. I'll talk about Fallout Four and my horror, my horror fascination at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Superman: The Man of Tomorrow world premiere at seven fifteen. Um, that can be two, one or two things. They're gonna do what they did at WarnerCon, where I got to see Batman versus Robin, no Batman, Son of Robin, or they could just show the actual film, which which be really cool. That all you have to do just log on, and you get to see the movie for free. And you have a choice when it comes out on VOD if you want to buy it or not. I think that is uh, to me. I think that's a good option. But um, or it could be the cast. um, But hey, it's gotta wait and see. Um, Directly at that's at seven fifteen. At seven thirty, we have the Shazam pedal with Zachary Levi hosting. What Captain? Well, Shazam himself, Captain. uh, I was gonna say Captain, <laughs> Captain Shazam. 
uh, Shazam himself, Zachary Levi, is hosting the panel. Dude's still buff. He's ready for Shazam too. He, he, he's, he's, he's ready. Um, at 8 o'clock p.m., this, this is a long, this is going to be a long day. At 8 p.m., um, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League panel. That's the, the, that the official title for the game. Huh. Um, so I'm, we're going to see some posters probably with Batman, Wonder Woman. I would, you know what? I have a theory. Okay. Maybe the Montreal game is a Batman title. You know how Arkham Origins was in a way tied to the Arkham series? Right. It could be a Batman game having him to deal with the Justice League. Um, not the, the, it's, it's probably a Justice League game in their point of view dealing with the Suicide Squad while the Suicide Squad for Rocksteady is their point of view. Huh. Total hypothesis. Huh. Just a total hypothesis. That, that would be weird. But hey, at least we get to get other heroes besides Batman. <laughs> um, at eight o'clock, we have the Lucifer panel with the directors and producers, which that is odd. Um, you may want the main actor who plays Lucifer Morningstar, but uh, whatever. Um, we have the Batman panel with Matt Reeves with surprises. I do not believe. We're going to see any footage because they have not got back into production on the Batman. I think we're going to learn more about GCPD. And maybe we'll see some images of Robin. Because Matt Reeves has said that Robin will be in this planned trilogy. And Batgirl, apparently. Nice. So, yeah, let's go. I just don't want no Joker in any of these fucking movies. Yeah, it's like, let's, let's, let's table that for a while. I feel the market's been saturated with that more than enough. Yep. Let's focus on some of the awesome other characters that exist. Because yep. why not? At 9.30, that's the Batman. At 9.45, the cast of Stargirl with Jeff Johns leading. Um, I've been hearing good things about Stargirl, so I might actually, um, I might actually, as my last goal into the DC Universe app, watch, check out Stargirl, see how that is. Um, I heard Owen Wilson. Not Owen Wilson. Luke Wilson killed him. So, let's go. Luke Wilson. Um, at 10.30 p.m., Batwoman, with the new actress, um, the first black woman to be playing a Batman... Well, no, actually, cut. No, she wouldn't. Technically, live action, she'll be the first. Animation, that goes to... Um, I forgot the actress's name, but black woman has been black and Batman mystery of the black woman. Kella Ripa and Kara Cedric and another actress have all voiced Batwoman. So, technically, she's not the first. But, live action wise, in the Arrowverse, she's the first black Batwoman. Which is very, yeah. and, oh. Very exciting. And, oh, just, oh my god. I'm, I'm, I know. I've been objectifying men and women on this whole episode. I'm not bi. I'm just look when when a person looks good, you just gotta give them their. You just, you just gotta let them know, like, yo, motherfucker, you look good. You know that I I like to call that just being comfortable. Yeah, like with yourself, because it's like you don't have to be bi. 
you could be super straight and you could still acknowledge that guy specifically looks attractive. Yeah, I, like I always said, and I said all through Giant on um, Nerds Against the World, if I cross that line, John Burrowman. Oh, for sure, dude. Oh my god. John that Burrowman. is like just massive buy energy right there. But I don't want him as Malcolm Merlin. John, um, Jack Harkins. No, I, 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 yeah, exactly. No, John Barrowman for me will and always be Jack Harkins. <laughs> but there is a video of him with his parents on a talk show in, in the UK. And you uh-huh. get to hear his actual, his, his, his Irish, his Irish accent goes in and out of his American accent because he said he has, him and his brother has lived partly in the US and partly back in the UK. And he was talking about the time he walked in on his parents mm-hmm. in broad daylight. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, and normally the parents would freak out. He said, no, his mother cursed him out. <laughs> that sounds, yeah, that, that's, that sounds like, like something would probably, like something I know would probably happen. Like, what the fuck are you doing home? Get the fuck out. <laughs> no, like, get the fuck out. <laughs> Yeah, like there is. A, I have to find a clip for you. You would literally die laughing because that's it, hilarious. John Berman is super animated, and he can do drama. Like, watch Torchwood. Yeah, watch Torchwood. Oh, dude, Torchwood is amazing. Or the la- or the episodes, the last few episodes with um, David Tennant as Doctor Who that has yeah. John Berman there, and it's. I mean, come on, come on, son. But um. Next up at eleven fifteen, that's at ten thirty, Batwoman. But at eleven fifteen, we have the Harley Quinn panel with um, Kaylee Kuko. Um, oh fuck, I like this actress. Her last name is Bell. It's not Kirsten Bell, but it's another Bell. Oh man, oh I can't believe I forgot her name. Damn. Ron, <laughs> F- Ron Futures, um, Alan Tudyk, and more are hosting the Harley Harley Quinn panel. I've been hearing some good things about it. I'm not. Not a fan. Like I don't even call my cat Harley anymore. Is he mm-hmm. Mama or fat ass? <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's like not common. But I I feel like it's not weird to name your pet something and then still have a nickname for it. But here's the thing, though. When Harley and I just realized I had Harley for five years now. Oh, so you have a Harley? Wow, that means you got Harley around the same time I got Oreo. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. My dog, by the way, I don't think I said that on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You did. Um, Harley, when Harley Quinn was like, she was popular, uber popular. But here's the thing: five years ago, Harley Quinn was technically was still a household name, but not as big as she is now. Yeah, for sure. Five years ago, 2015. I guess it's relative to when Arkham, Arkham City, uh, Arkham Asylum came out. Yeah. So. For sure, it, it because is, obviously she was already popular before she was in the game, but I feel like since she was in that game, it kind of like had a resurgence of popularity in general. Yeah. Um, and at 12.30 p.m., the last panel will be, oh, what the fuck, Batman the Three Jokers with Jeff Johns and his artists. That is the last of it. Um, each it is like I said. If you can't make it to any of the panels or the event, which we're looking forward to, 
or you have two, um, or you have two at the same time, which overlap. Fear not, the DC fandom is partially filling its 24-hour commitment by re-airing encores of the panels and events after their initial happening. The full schedule on the um, on the official site will allow you to customize your own schedule based on your time zone. Nice. Um, here's a couple of breakdowns for each event. There is a U-verse venture in the DC U-verse where fans are the stars to see the most amazing fan art, cosplay, user-generated content from around the world, including um, your own. This um, this fan this fan verse where fans are highlighted, honored, and rewarded throughout the 24-hour DC fandom experience. That's no, just, you're breathtaking. That's, that's just one of them. And then at the end, there's DC fan uh, DC Kids fandom. Explore the Teen Titans Tower, visit the DC Superhero Girl Sweet Justice Cafe, make your own way to the Batcave, and see all your favorite animated heroes in the world in this world that made specifically for kids of every age to celebrate and play and create. DC Kids Fandom is kid friendly and safe and, and fun for all ages, but can be and it can be found on a separate site, companion site called DCKidsFandom.com. That's not bad. It's something for all ages. Cool. Um, now, after we listed all this, what are you excited to see from this before we move on? Hmm. I mean, honestly, like, the, the thing that I want to see, I, I do want to hear more about, like, the... Uh, I do want to hear more about the Snyder Cut, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to be worth re like basically well for me i would say watching it in general because i actually still haven't seen justice league but i'm, I'm wondering how they're gonna make it or market it in general no, that no, hey no. this is a movie that came out you haven't seen justice league no yeah you and i have talked about this what you and i have talked about this every time i say that i haven't seen justice league you tell me don't worry you don't need to see it <laughs> and, and still it's to live in that world, it just. But see that, but that's why because this was the other thing you and I were talking about, where it's going to be interesting to watch it, knowing that if you watch it, you've seen Justice League and you have that perspective. What's it going to be like for me watching it, never having seen the original one? You need to see the original one before you see the Snyder Cut, though. And now, if, do, I, do, if, I, if, I, I, if we have this, cut, yes, yes, <laughs> fine. Everyone in the globe, you need to feel our dread, Christian. Fine. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. So I'm excited for that. I I'm, I I want to find out more about the, the the Suicide Squad video game, just because like based based off of what they're talking about and based off of uh, the, title. the the screenshot that you showed me the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm wondering like the only theory that I have on it right now is, do they technically mean like, Suicide Squad versus like takes down the Justice League, or could it possibly be like, the Justice League esque like anti anti heroes? You know what I mean? Like Bizarro, portraying you know Superman or like other other characters that may be portrayed by like you know all not alternate versions but different versions of twisted versions of traditional uh, Justice League members. Um. FYI, there's no gunshots going on. It's just fireworks, people. Oh, right. No, yeah, that's a lot of fireworks in the background. <laughs> um, 
I'll say the You're talking about mine, right? <laughs> yep. That's you. That's not me. There's a party going on near my house, but no, that's not that. Yeah. Um, I'll say before we move on for the Suicide Squad thing. Um, in the Suicide Squad, they never was successful in their mission to do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like even con- I- I'm confused about a video game, but but this, find out. But this is Rocksteady we're talking about, and it took very good true. liberties on the Batman. True, true. So anything can happen. If anybody, I'll I'll tell you this: if anybody can pull off a a satisfying run at the Suicide Squad, I would give my money most likely to Rocksteady more than the more than the production houses. I wouldn't be surprised if this took place after the Arkham games and Red Hood was part of the team. Mm, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. But we gotta wait and see. Um, I will be... We'll, we'll, we'll probably... Yeah. If we take part in watching the, um, the fandom, we're more likely we'll not have an episode that following Monday. We'll probably be that following Wednesday because we'll need time to break down everything that we have seen. Or we just be like cherry pick and be like, all right, we're gonna watch this panel, this panel, this panel. Right? Yeah. We'll be like, you know, because I just talked about it. We're gonna do that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch every single panel. Yeah, there's no. I don't think there's a need to watch every panel. But at the very least, we could either split up or decide which ones are gonna be the most like beneficial to talk about. I don't. Want, I want to know less as possible of uh, the Suicide Squad, James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I'm very interested in what the hell we're going to see from Montreal games and what is the Suicide Squad game. And I actually want to know more about um, the, hold on, not Doom Patrol because I, I checked out after episode, uh, the first the first two episodes. I checked out, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the Flash, I want to know um, what, what the hell is going on with this. Mm-hmm. It's been. It was announced eight years ago. I know people j- joke on New Mutants. We would have had been. Ta- we would have been talking about the Flash three by this point. If you really sit and think about it, eight years ago it was announced. The Flash was announced. Two already. We already would have had a part two already out, and three would be discussed right now at the DC fandom. It makes no. It makes no sense. Why is the long? How can a TV show do phenomenally better than a movie that we have not seen yet? It just it boggles like these. No, we're not doing it today. We're not doing it today. We're not. We're not. Um, just keep reminding yourself that. Just keep. Yeah. Um, two things on the video game front um, before we move on to Avatar. Um, Laszlo Jones. That is that his actual name. That Laszlo is his actual fucking name. Um, he left Rockstar Games literally a month after um, Leslie Benzies. Um, and he said um, he just got off the plane from New Zealand in 2018. He said um, he he found out his um, his sister had a accelerated form of cancer. Mm. Shortly thereafter, his father was diagnosed as well, and his mother had heart surgery. Okay. He has became the primary caregiver of his sister. Okay, so then it makes sense. Like, dude, thank you for 
GTA 3, San Andreas, GTA 4, and your bombastic appearance in GTA 5, to which Christian is going to be experiencing real soon. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, take care of your family. Video games will always be here, and apparently he is working on something from home and within within the video game industry. Wow. Um, um, and he did not mention what he's working on. Of course. But they said he's currently working on, he has several projects in the works for Disney, Netflix, and he's currently working as a video game consultant, working with award-winning producers so he has things in the works, but he's he is now his primary uh, caregiver for his sister. Okay. But like the snowball effect, like first your sister, then your father, then your mom. Fuck. Yeah, man. Twenty twenty. Like normally, I, I know it's offensive to say twenty twenty use a bitch towards um because let's not let's not forget the explosion in Lebanon, Lebanon. Yeah. And just. Holy fuck! As that that I, that was insane, dude. Did you see that footage? That's yeah. just. I was like, this don't look real, and it and it's it it, it, it was a literal bomb, man. That... Yeah. And I, I and I don't mean no offense to anybody from Le- um, Lebanon, but seriously, twenty twenty is just holy fucking shit. It's like we was it's like someone. Using a Ouija board and planted a curse. Yeah. On all it's like who who found who found Earth's Ouija board hidden in the closet? Like, damn. Like, let up, motherfucker. Let up. Get off my throat. Like the Metropolitan Museum just just showing off the big of the Carpathian painting. Look, I don't have my Proton pack. Just burn the fucking painting and salt the Earth. All right. <laughs> Like we don't need to deal with the Vigo the Carpathian, Jesus! <laughs> like this is not the time for it. This is not time, Metropolitan MoMA. It's not the time, which is the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Like um, who is who is the dickless EPA officer that came and like fucking shut down the grid and like brought all this bad shit on twenty twenty? You just said it, dickless. <laughs> um, quick is it's a quick. Bad, has no yeah. A quick thing. Um, this was given to me not too long ago. It's something. It, something I didn't really think about it until now. Well, to the time of this uh, recording, PlayStation is now let. If you're a PSN Plus subscriber or a PlayStation Now subscriber, you can now purchase the games that you get for free through PSN Plus. Because newsflash, just because you got it for free through PSN Plus, does not mean you fucking own it. Yep, because once your PlayStation Plus goes, you would no longer have access to those titles. Yep. And currently, right now, their games on the PlayStation Network Store is rivaling Steam. Wow. It really is. Like, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes with Sony, but, like, I, in, back in April, when everybody was getting the stimulus, I purchased three games that would normally would cost me $100. It only cost me 30 <laughs> Yeah, they were having some crazy deals. And they currently have a crazy sale going on right now. Take advantage, people. Damn. Like, seriously, you you now have the opportunity to purchase the game that you now own, and you're probably going to spend maybe, like, maybe $40 at most for whatever titles. Like, 
cherry pick which ones that you actually want to buy though because mm -hmm. not every game that they give out for PSN Plus is actually worthy of actually owning yeah I would say maybe a third of all the games I've gotten from them I would consider purchasing yeah and that is it for that those sections. Um, should we talk about Avatar? Because that, that's kind of like I mean, there's not much to talk about, but we can skim it. It's um, it's been talked to death already for the like this past week. Um, uh, Michael Dante De Martino and his co uh, co creator Brian Con bruh, you have I can now pronounce Greek last names do you... what the fuck <laughs> anyways much respect <laughs> uh, yeah um he's they have said and this is a lengthy article you can find anywhere um but to sum up they left there was creative differences on the live action adaptation of Mar uh, avengers last uh, avengers avatar the last airbender um netflix also came out and said um it's, it's look they came back and didn't say much but while the creators of avatar has said the most and i'm going with the creators if you're not willing to do their vision to make yes a live action adaptation is going to be 100 different from the animation but it seems to me they wanted to keep it faithful to their own creation and netflix is not doing that they want to do something right. different I think one thing he had specifically mentioned in the letter was what he what he found out dealing with like administration was that regardless of what they want to do, there's something that's going to happen, and his level of like their level of involvement necessarily wasn't what they originally thought it was going to be when it came to the project. Yeah. So, no one is anticipating the series now. That, that... Even they. Even they themselves said it. If it sucks, it's not our fault, basically, yeah. is how that ended up. And not surprised. It's, it's now become like, yes, we, we, we are wait, can't wait for it until, like, no, just cancel it. Just, just, just cancel it, Netflix. We, no, we don't give a fuck no more. Yeah. It's yeah. like, all right, you're not going to work with the creators and give us a faithful adaptation, especially after that piece of shit that we don't talk about. Like, just don't bother. Just, just don't. Just I'll don't. just say this. They... I tried to watch it. I tried to watch the Full Metal Alchemist one. I tried to watch your live actions. Fucking stop already. Do it faithfully. The US or don't do it. The US didn't do the um Full Metal Alchemist um in Japan. Yeah, it still wasn't that good. I thought it was good. <laughs> okay. I don't like Death Note, so I don't really give a fuck. Did you watch the 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 uh, Attack just, on Titan I, one? I no. I I I cherry pick anime. I I, yeah. I stopped. Remember, I stopped watching Techno Titan because Aunt, not Aaron, um, Armin pisses me off. Believe it or not, I'll tell you this: it got good again. It, it like skips half of a season, and then it gets good again. It gets really fucking good. I'm I'm, I'm not invested. All right, all right. I I I just got to give the credit where credit is due because like legitimately. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who would tell you that. Um, like after after a certain point, yes, it is it does suck. But once it starts up, like into like the end of its second season and like the third, like that shit picks up again, really good. Well, I'll say this: um, Crunchyroll is being going to be bought for one billion dollars. <laughs> Wait, by who? I think 
Warner's? Ah, no! Yeah, think, oh, that's I just think, a visceral gut reaction. Fuck no. I think AT&T still owns it, but I think they're going to buy it from AT&T for a billion dollars. No, that means they're going to fucking make it on HBO. Um, I like my country roll. Don't fuck with my country roll. So, that's interesting. Very interesting. I'm going to be way more pissed off than I am about fucking DC Universe if they do some bullshit to Crunchyroll. Eh, that's a you problem, not a me problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, before Cyberpunk, we, we're going to devote some time to Cyberpunk at the end, but um, like I said, I, we have mentioned, I've passed Fallout 4. Okay. Now... I fucked up. I wanted to. I have see. I've seen a lot of people pick the Minutemen and the Brotherhood to take out the Institute. I have not seen many people, not unless they're doing like um, lore videos. I have not seen anyone use the Minutemen to take out the Institute. <clears throat> um, but <clears throat> I took a nap before we recorded. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still yawning. I don't know why. But um. I, I <laughs> But, um, so I ended, the railroad tri- triggered, so I'm like, fuck it. I'm with the railroad, going to kick out the, um, the Institute. And the mission strand, when you had to blow up the, the print, um, the print, the Prindwin, uh, the Brotherhood's, um, flight ship, the, having, I had Piper as my companion. Deacon is lookout on the on the on the deck while Tinker Tom is flying the thing. I did not know your companions would have dialogue like let's go like we don't want to get caught up in the explosion. <laughs> and you see like you hear Deacon like worried like yo we need to get away from the blast radius like seriously. <laughs> go Tinker Tom and I'm like this is kind of fun. I'm like, all right, I'm ha- I'm having fun, and, but it, but it is the ambiguity choices though. Like, do you take the synthetic Sean? Do you not take the synthetic Sean? But then you also forget there's a kid on the Pridwin, a Brotherhood Squire. She is I don't uh, it's ambiguities if it's a boy or a girl. But I'm like, did we just kill a kid? <laughs> Like no, like you, like I'm not doing it in a in a comedy like collaborating, but I'm I'm serious. Like, did I just kill a kid? Like, but I'm seeing some videos like the kid is not dead, but then I'm like, but here's the thing: that's PC players. Though I'm on the yeah. console, that's different. There's like I'm learning. There's glitches on Nuka World on the PlayStation and the Xbox, while the PC has console commands and mods where you can just fix it. Right, um, and I'm like. But fucking Bethesda, you and your fucking glitches in all your fucking games. And this is just, this is me, this is, this is vanilla, um, um, glitches. Like, <clears throat> I, I, to me, it breaks the game. I, I, I seriously feel it because with Nuka World, I found out if you free the slaves, you expect the collars, their bomb collars to be off. No, their clothes would be off, but the collars would be on. Like, something in the game's cold. Is seriously fucked. So instead of taking the collars off, it takes the clothes off. Weird. But you free, but you free the fucking slave. That, I'm like, that makes no fucking sense. Yeah. But 
it, it's still fun. The, they do have ambiguity. It's more um, their choices are more ambiguous than Skyrim, though. I, I give them that. Like, but then also it makes me think. I was watching some lore videos on Fallout, and there was, and I remember some saying like Sims don't age, but I'm like, there's a bunch of videos um, implying certain characters in Fallout Three are Sims, but they're old, yeah. they're old men in Fallout mm-hmm. Three, which takes place ten years before Fallout Four. Right. So I'm like, all right, if they're they synthetically. Yeah, I, I seriously feel it's like Android. Is it Android 16 or is it Android 17? Uh, it's both. No, no, no. Android, I'm talking about the one who actually gave birth to Krillin's child. Is, 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 uh, 16. 16, okay. Let's make it sure. Um, she still looks young, but she intentionally makes her hair look more older to like keep up with Krillin. But she is technically, she is an Android, but she's still a synthetic. And she gave, yeah. she gave birth to a human child. Right. Well, and that's it's because I guess the, and that's the way they explain that is, like, supposedly, yeah, she's synthetic, but she's still, like, grown from the set, like, from the cells or something of, like, an, uh, of a human woman. Yep, and same goes for the synthetics in Fallout 4. And I'm like, and you hear the synthetics, like, I feel, I, one person, like, I literally bled shaving. Yeah. I seriously feel like that's why I chose the the railroad because yeah they're synthetic but if they feel and they do become like they have if they have feelings and they become villains it's their choice like it, like I have the choice to be an asshole it, it's not gonna be in DNA I have my most of my fam- my family is cool but it's my choice if I want to be that asshole that pedophile etc 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 it's my choice. So the synthetics have that same choice. Now, I seriously feel, and the game makes you think, I seriously feel synthetics can age. So if I, when I got Sean, I, I seriously feel that kid's going to grow up, even if he huh. is a synthetic. I, I, that's, that's my hypothesis. Some people can be like, no, 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 they can't age. I, I think so. There's two synthetics. Yes, they was grown in the lab, but they're older. One is an adult, one is an old man. I, I I think synthetics can age. I think so. I would I would agree with that. I'm like I'm playing some Fallout Four and looking at these lore videos, and I'm like, I that is I, I, I like, and I'm and I'm using yes, and I, I use the anime. But here's the thing, though. You look at Android Sixteen, you like, wait, she can have kids? <laughs> like she can grow? Like what? Like, Wait, you know what? I'm sorry. I take that back. It's 18. Okay. Oh, okay. 18 and then 17 and then 16 is the red-headed, like, tall one. Okay, the one who got killed off super quick. Yeah, no, sorry. Like, I had to correct that because I, I was... <laughs> no, it was 18. It was 18. Okay. Um, They need to give her an actual name to keep in the Android 18. That, that makes no sense. I think, I think her, her real name is... um. Is either Lapis or Lazuli. Between the both of them, it's Lapis and Lazuli. That is... The... I know it's for the color blue. Yeah. But... <laughs> either that or that's just a Dragon Ball Abridge thing, but I'm pretty sure that is actually, like, the names of the, the humans that they were, like, made from. 
Uh, I don't even use the term lapis. I'm like, what variation of blue you want? <laughs> blue. All right. What kind? Light or dark? <laughs> or galaxy? There you go. Like I was, I was gonna say, like for the most part, like most most people that I know, like myself, when it comes to naming colors, we're just like Windows like ninety eight. We only got sixteen base colors. Um, and also my other point um, on this, like, and also felt my need to like, I want to see more shows like this. Like, there was a show, I think it was called Humans. It was on A and um, on. Fuck, is it A and E that Walking Dead is on? No, it's on AMC. AMC, there we go. Um, I think it was called Humans. I think. It was it was it was about a show about um, um synthetic robots that look human like they were starting to have um, either revolting or like starting to have feelings. Like I want to see a show like it it can it can be a same sex couple one is synthetic one is synthetic the other one's a human or vice versa um, straight like you you want to see like can this synthetic have a child maintain a relationship. Hey, you want to see a you want to see a robosexual relationship? I'm not gonna. I wouldn't even say ro, it, it's not. They're not. I wouldn't say they're robotic because if if they're having the feeling of are they actually human, even though they were genetically and engineered, genetic wise in terms of DNA, engineered in terms of the robotic robotic um, parts. It comes to question: or Are they really human? If they have these human-like feelings, is it matter, is it manufactured manufactured feelings, or is these actual evolving feelings? I don't know. I would. That that's an interesting question. That that. How did we get into a philosophical ass question here? <laughs> I, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, and I'm gonna tell. Write a script. I'm tired of writing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to write. I will give this idea to anyone. Like, if you listen to this, go write this show for me. I don't want to write it. Just don't make it shit. Just don't. And don't do they will, they won't, they shit. All right? After three episodes, these two characters are fucking. All right? <laughs> it's like, like treat it like a third date. <laughs> yeah, just like, just like, no. No, no, no. We're not, we're not holding off on shit. No. We're going right into it. Let's just go right into it. Like, it's like, why can't we just have characters that already start off in, like, healthy relationships? I, or here's the thing. How about we In have general, a, like, what's wrong with having a healthy relationship in a fucking, like, story? I, I know, not every fucking character on every show needs to have these fucked up drama, dramatization esque relationships. Not everyone are fighting. Not yeah, every- and I would argue that that could be just as entertaining to watch. Yeah, this if the two characters are like you know if you know these two characters they should not be together, and for some reason they they like for something that's what's the good um I forgot the name of the show, it was on FX. Um, two characters who really shouldn't be together. They're always arguing, but they have the, like it's like we have our good days, we have our bad. Like no bitch, break up with the motherfucker. Like, yeah, both times. Pretty much, pretty much, majority of anybody on any TLC show, basically. Um, like, I do say majority. I don't mean everybody because someone's gonna be like, "Oh, not everybody on TLC." No, but majority. 
Uh, I've seen 90 Day Fiance. We, we're not bringing it. We, we, I said we're not bringing that up. No. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Forgot about no. That. Stop it. I feel like half of the things I bring up, I'm not allowed to bring up. <laughs> yeah, we talked about anime. We did a whole anime episode. That's true. So don't 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 bring that don't bring that negative energy up in here. <laughs> don't don't bring it up in here. I just don't like uh-huh. reality shows. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I, I I'm serious. If it, I grew out of watching real world road rules. I don't oh, want. God. I, I don't want. I don't want. I don't. I don't want. That yeah, was. Really, I I got out of my Gordon Ramsay phase. I don't. I don't care about most reality shows anymore. It's rule. <laughs> It's fucking raw. No, I love like Gordon Ramsay was honestly like my one guilty pleasure like reality show that I would watch a good amount. Eventually, I grew out of that phase, and now I'm just like fuck it. I don't need any of this bullshit. Like I found out, The Real Housewives those that our entire series is based off of a UK show. It is. Mm-hmm. Huh. So like nothing. Caddy, caddy bitches or some shit. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't give a fuck. I don't like the. When I don't I, understand how there's so many seasons and even reunion specials of that show now. Or American Idol, like I just realized how long America's Got Talent was on. The only reason why because it was an article that um, Simon Cowell broke his back in a bike cycling accident, or oh my or God. a cycling accident. He had to have emergency surgery. So I'm like, oof, you oof. You're gonna be sitting with a cushion on America's talent soon. Yeah. Oof. The back of all places. Ugh. My back. That's that. About it. That shit's not not a joke, man. Yeah. But um, but seriously though, I, I want to show that that deals with this. Then, like I, I've said. I think no, I haven't said it on here. I've said it before on other podcasts. I don't have a problem with drama, romantic dramas or, or romantic comedies. I'm. It's not my favorite. Like, if I was in the Schmodown, I know I'd do horribly because I don't focus on that. Like, I can say technically my only famous, favorite romance drama is The Vow. With Channing Tatum and um, Rachel McAdams. Oh, yeah. yeah. You told me about this. Like, I would I would be fucking crushed to know my wife has blank, like, she has no memory of our lives together. Yeah, that that's gotta be fucking rough. And she only has the memory of the person she broke up with, who is now actively trying to get like, I will be fucking crushed, and I'll be like, no, I'm fighting for my fucking wife back. I don't care if I have to start over again. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, damn. And it's based on a true story, but still, as the simple fact is like, I will cry. I will be crying I, for a good twenty four hours. I would. I have. A, I will have a. A breakdown, like this is Ricky dying in Boys in the Hood. Oh no! <laughs> a, a, that, that cry, a good cry, and then twenty four hours later, like, all right, I cried for twenty four hours straight. It's time to get. That's my some wife. real shit right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'm trying. Y'all probably thinking, why am I bringing up Ricky from uh, <laughs> Boys in the Hood, or in this case, Morris Chestnut? There is a video of a young, I want to say, I think he's of Latin, Latin descent, but him and his sister run it. You see the father coming out of the kitchen with that Gatling gun, Nerf gun, and the kid is getting just 
the the sister she she was smart. She just uh-huh. hooked around the corner and she was gone. Yeah. The you could tell the infant his mental fact his, the cognitiveness is not there. It's like running away. <laughs> <laughs> and someone on Twitter literally put the video of Cuba getting Junior yelling Ricky and then the song of him getting shot up. Of Morris Chestnut <laughs> getting shot up to to this kid getting shot up by his own father. With a nerf gun. <laughs> I'm like, no. That's pretty funny. I was like, the, the, the music, and one person was like, one woman was like, I was crying. I have not, she's like, she legit said, I haven't seen Boys in the Hood since I was 13. Uh-huh. She's, I guess she's apparently almost in her, in her 40s now. She's like, why would y'all do this to me? <laughs> Well, you should never click. There's one video of the little kid. You know how he's hiding behind like this generator, and the person is in slow motion with the uh, the Nerf gun, and he's just holding his head up like, "Don't shoot me." Okay. There's one with the My Chemical Romance. Uh, go. Uh, there's one where they playing Helena, <laughs> and the other one they playing Ghost of You. Oh my god, dude! And it's part. And it's. Perfect time with them screaming like no. <laughs> oh man, and it's only um, and there's always that one person in the comments. Why well, has to be these Mexican kids? Because black kids is not gonna sit there. There's literally a person posted. Here's why it ain't a black kid. You got a group of kids and it's all of different race. They're just like dancing in front of the camera. This one kid had a rifle Nerf gun with a with a ski mask over his head. And he rips the ski mask off and looks looks at the camera like he's he's about that life. I'm like, that's why kids in the hood ain't gonna be standing there getting shot up. Yeah, they they about that life. Yeah, they're actually gonna get the fuck out, <laughs> or they're gonna take their nerve gun and and, and, and pop back. Yeah. It's like, hey, hey, <laughs> why don't we grab a couple juice boxes? Hop in the power wheels and go pay Ricky a visit. With the fucking Nerf guns. <laughs> Do you charge up your power wheel? <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, man. I'm, this is a lot of thoughts going to my head right now. You know what I also thought about? Because now, now I'm thinking about time travel because of Legends of Tomorrow. And Dr. Manhattan's powers. What would happen? Don't worry. We're going to get the cyberpunk. What would happen if I stopped that woman killing Selena? Oh, shit. What would that do to the timeline of music? Oh, wow. Because technically, Jennifer Lopez was inspired by Selena. Yeah. All the all the Latin singers, especially today, was, was inspired by her. Yeah, what would... Like, legitimately, like, I'm trying to think about it. Like, what would it be like if Selena was still alive? Like, she would be almost 50 right now, if not barely about to be 50. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, dude. Like, she would she'd probably be in, like, movies or some shit. Yeah. She, she, damn. She'd probably... She'd be giving the fucking J-Lo a run for money, I'll tell you that. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> um... Like, I was seriously thinking, like, what if I did have Dr. Manhattan's powers and I go through time? Like, what if I saved Dr. Martin Luther King? What if I saved Malcolm X? How would yeah. our political climate would be today? What if I 
save Cesar Chavez from having a heart attack. Of dying Dude. of natural causes. Like, just make sure he's healthy. How would migrant workers today be if you have some... Hell, his son is a boxer. Would his son still be a boxer? Probably. probably <laughs> I would probably, argue probably. Probably. Like, I was literally sitting thinking, I was like, I had Dr. Manhattan's powers. I can save these historical figures of people of color from dying. But how would that it, change? How would it, how would it would change 2020? Yeah. I mean... I think 2020 would be better. <laughs> or like... I don't know. I feel like there would be a lot more like smart conversation going on in, in like the public sphere. And that in and of itself would like have also re- uh, resulted in like hopefully a smarter populace and that would ideally mean that most of us are like complying and making sure that we try to get rid of COVID as quick as possible. True. And the only way to do that is to make uh, Trump and his cabinet disappear. Oh, God. And what that means, we're going right into Cyberpunk 2077. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know the government is probably listening. And no, By the I, way. And no I don't have superpowers. All right? I wish I had Dr. Manhattan's powers. Because trust me, every person that goes to Africa, especially in the Sahara or this, uh, this, in the Serengeti, hunting at, these assholes killed a fucking elephant. And chopped off its ear and mm. paraded with it. Damn, dude. I would strip them butt naked, leave them in the middle of a lion den in the middle of the fucking Serengeti, be within ear distance just to hear them scream. I don't think you're even going to hear that. <laughs> I just said within distance. It'll probably be quick. It'll probably, yeah, it'll probably be quick. It'll probably be more like, uh! yeah. Like it'd be too fast, man. I don't care. I, I, it. Humans are the true disease. I said this. Oh, yeah. on, I said this on the episode with um, Isaiah's. Reason we talked about a little bit of the Last of Us too. And I said, humans are the disease. Like if Ellie went through it, her, her. Even I think we discussed it. Her, the cure will be a bidding war. For not for fuck for actual money and power, not to actually save the world. Yeah, and I said it, and I'm gonna say it again. Joel's a villain. He's a villain. He's not an anti-hero. He's a fucking villain with the ends to ends justify his means. Okay. And we're not gonna huh. go. We're not gonna go into it. But I'm. That's this is me. That's I'm me. gonna say. It. I'm gonna put that out there and let fucking Twitter flame. Yes, let him flame. I don't give a fuck. Because guess what? I'm barely on Twitter in the first fucking place. Uh, and then secondly, I don't like how people of color are treated in video games in general. Yeah. In Last of Us 2, the only, technically, the all the people of color, besides the Asian gentleman, and um, uh, for, I, I want to say Dina, who who is Ellie's romantic interest, are this, um, I think she's of Indian Persian descent, while the actor is Asian descent. Okay. But on the, I wouldn't even call morally ambiguous those with Ab with Abby. Mm-hmm. But most specifically, the person who was the head of the wolves, 
is black. When you see him right off the bat, he looks exactly like a fucking villain would look. The low tone voice register, the way how his eyes look, the way how he's just like like a fucking snake. Yeah. <laughs> um, like at least with the gentle, the Hispanic gentleman, it goes both ways. He's just go, he's just he's looking out for his homie Abby. That's I like that slide, but when it comes to black characters in video games and Asian people as well, we are rarely treated as the heroes and majority of the villains, or we were portrayed weak, like Last mm-hmm. of Us One. I said then, and I'm saying now with you. I hate seeing how, and it and it took me out because it, Last of Us One came out at the time my mother passed. I didn't play it at that time in 2007. I played it around the time I lost my fucking father. Oh, okay. That broke me what happens to those two characters. Damn. I was like, I'm not playing Last of Us. I'm, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Because it that broke me. Because it made, I was like, I felt vulnerable and weak at that time. That mm-hmm. does not make it any better being the oldest having to take care of three young, three, even though they are within close to my age range by this point. But the youngest one is autistic. There's certain things that um, like there, there is functioning um, people with autism, but he's more on the side as you have to watch him. Okay. Imagine we are in the middle of a fucking zombie apocalypse and I fail on taking trying to take care of him. Yeah. I would be emotionally compromised where I won't be able to defend myself because I failed protecting him. I was like, no. I was like, that's that's him too close to home. It, that is good for a video game to do that, but too many video games make people color either look weak, we don't look strong, and there's very few games that show us as the hero in a good light, and not as gang members as well. Because look at the GTA games. San Andreas and GTA V still had the main character as gang members before they started um, doing something that out of, outside of being a gang member, a game banger. Like was is there a video? I'm trying to figure. Out, we was we couldn't think of it on the fly. Is there a video game where there was a Hispanic lead or a Latin, Hispanic Mexican Hispanic Latin Spaniard, like just of Mexican descent as the lead that is the hero? And we both were sitting there like we it was. I had to, I had to cut out that dead zone. I was like, we both was like, fuck yeah yeah. I'm like I'm trying. Uh, Trying to think, like, and I'm, and I'm, damn. and I'm thinking the character in Dead Rising Four, or was it Dead Rising Three? I'm like, but I, I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe. But, huh. but that's just something we we'll have to look up and talk about on the episode. But technically, okay. we do have the Latin S character in Cyberpunk, but they're a companion. But more on that when we get through it. This is coming from PC Games, which will give Christian um, a good idea of the life paths. And it Uh says, which life path should you choose in Cyberpunk 2077? They're being interactive. Oh, yeah, very interactive. (laughs) Um, It's Cyberpunk 2077. There's three life paths. The corporate, which is called Corporal, Nomad, and Street Kid. Choosing a lifestyle path not only give V a backstory, but will determine which nice city district you start in. The district, okay? So, 
that's like wow i'm getting transported in a specific area um and also just also caveat uh, because the article i know doesn't tell you you will let's say you become a nomad you're outside of the city you eventually will get into night city but if you start as a corpo or street kid you can go into the badlands but hmm. you still have to deal with the checkpoint. Yeah. But um, in the article, it says, um, in terms of which district you, you'll start in, as well as the characters you meet along the way. Not only that, but your relationship with Jackie Wells is determined by your chosen life path. If you're a corporate, Jackie's already a trusted friend and partner. For a street kid, he becomes an ally after a botched deal. And for the number oh. And for the Nomad, they team up after a messy fight in the Badlands. Okay. So that that is that is cool, and, and that's a lot of work for that voice actor, motion cap actor who has to play. Yeah, shit. Like, He's playing the story three times, basically. But yeah, like no wonder why he got pushed back so many times. Yeah, for sure. Um, it says a lot of programming for that kind of shit. Yeah, I'm like, I was like. Fuck! Like he's your companion was gonna be there. It just depends on like, like okay. I was like, all right, all right. I already know where I'm gonna be. I'll, I'll say that at the end. Um, so it says. So which is the best life path to choose in Cyberpunk? Here's everything we know about the path so far, including where you'll start out in Night City. And also, this game will contain this article and me talking about it will contain spoilers. If you don't want to hear anything about spoilers. Thank you for listening to the Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. I've been your host, Desi, Desi Dick Robinson, with my co-host, Krishna Damon Lobby Writer Ventura. Thank you for listening. Hey. Peace. But if you're still now, here... Now, heading into the spoilers. We're going right into the spoilers if you're still here. Here it is. And here it is. So, the corporate line um, is a high-pressure corporate position as an Arca, um, uh, I did not hear how to pronounce the um, the name of the company, but you are playing an agent. I can't uh, I can't pronounce it, and I'm not going to spend this time trying to see the article so you can pronounce it yourself. But you're playing an agent with a body crammed full of the highest military grade software and plenty of drugs. You're you're a drug addict. <laughs> You'll start out in the tower, the in the corporate tower. Um, and you'll be able to explore the fast-paced and neo-militaristic megacorp. This is where you'll meet up with um, Agent Jenkins, who's been in different um, stories, especially when they first showed the uh, the gameplay trailer. We can meet Agent Jenkins. Um, so here you get to know you already know her already. You get to meet up with her right off the bat. So you'll be able to when you get to that mission strand, you know what to say to her. Which is which is kind of cool. Um, it also says um, there's a Lizzie's Bar, place where you'll be able to group up with friends and probe the workings of internal affairs within the corporation. You'll also find Jackie here, along with uh, Mo- the Mox Gang, exclusive to the corporate life path, is a character called Abernathy. Is he's another? They're another um, corporate exec. Envied by her subordinates, Agent Jenkins. The corporate life path provides a lot of insight into the twisted corporate lifeblood of the city. 
and also you get that cool black and um, black and red um, color scape. So all the suits, all the like everything, just tailored to look just like, like I'm thinking. I, I, everybody knows I love black. I mean, come on. Yeah. But like the the the, the costuming for the suits that look phenomenal. Nice. Now we go into the nomads. Okay. The nomads are usually found. Is usually uh, I botched that. Nomads are usually <laughs> found in groups, but you'll start out alone in the Badlands, a wasteland spotted with derelict buildings where you'll meet Jackie Wells. This Cyberpunk 2077 light path it will take you from the stretch of the desert surrounding Night City straight into the border, where you'll be able to be thrown into an interrogation while hauling precious cargo and iguana. You'll meet huh. a sheriff. Um, iguana is like uh, a drug mule. Okay. Um, you'll also meet a sheriff on your travels who protects a remote town from corruption and crime. Now we have the street kid. Mm -hmm. As a street kid, you'll know the city like the back of your hand, immersed in the urban sprawl where your connections run deep and you've got plenty of street cred and street smarts. Your journey will begin in El Coyote Kojo, Koyo in the Haywood Dive Bar where you get where you got plenty of friends with connections. The bar is also where you meet Kurt, a resourceful ally in Night City that will set you on one of your first tasks, and Padre, an old friend of V's, and an expected fixer fixer with his own personal driver. So pretty much what we saw in the um in the trailer. In the, in the gameplay, yeah. Yeah. So those okay. are the three life paths. Hmm. Which one? Which one do you think you're gonna take? Oh, I already. I said right off the bat as soon as I learned it. I'm going to be a nomad. Okay. So I I also want to do nomad. So I it's I think it's gonna be interesting to see how even though if we choose the same life path, how different it would end up being. Yeah, because you can also um um you can also kill quest givers. Right, right. We talked about this briefly, I think, last time. You could, um, you could end up accidentally killing a quest giver or something like that. Yep. Um, but also, it's tied to... Um, it's, it's tied to the weapons. Um, this is coming from GameSpot by Alessandro Filari. Hey, I got the last name right. <laughs> um, it's... All the weapons. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna name off. Um, it's it, it's broken down to this: power weapons, tech weapons, smart weapons, melee weapons, and cyber warfare. Um, or cyberware. Um, contemporary firearms that have bullets that ricochet. That's the power weapons. Tech weapons have high power guns that can pierce surfaces and multiple targets. Smart weapons are advanced firearms that have homing hounds rounds, which will follow targets. Close range um, melee weapons are close range weapons, which is modified with specific perks, and then um, cyber warfare or cybernetic upgrades that will grant V special attacks and abilities. Now these weapons are, uh, it's you have one called the Carnage. It's a pump action shotgun that can fire ricochet rounds that can be modified to increase the magazine size. Dude. You have the this tech book is called the Tsunami Nekomata. 
This is a sniper rifle, specialized, uh, it's a specialized tech weapon that can pierce targets and surfaces. Um, its shots can be charged up when firing energy-based rounds. The scope for this sniper rifle can be upgraded multiple times. You have hmm. the TKI-20 Shinjin. This is a special submachine gun that can that has tracer rounds. Oh! With the targeting system activated, the smart weapon fires bullets that will hone in on its enemies, even following them around corners. This weapon can be modified to fire non-lethal rounds. The fact that this is the first time I heard in a game you have non-lethal rounds as well. That's pretty cool. That means you can literally choose how you're going to how you're going to tackle a situation. Do you want to take it non-lethally? You don't have to, but you definitely can, which means that theoretically that there are going to be situations where, like, theoretically that means there's going to be situations where you don't want to kill anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we have the Thermal Katana. <laughs> this is a obviously a melee weapon with a superheated edge. It can be used for stealth, or close-range combat encounters, along with normal attacks, it can parry, melee strike, opening up enemies for quick finishers. Speaking of finishers, we seen this with the um, the trailer where we got teased for Cyberpunk. Um, if you played Witcher Three, Siri talks about a person with blades coming out of their arms. This is part of the Cyberware suite, the Mantis Blades. Ooh, the one that comes out of your arms. Yeah, this cyberware, um, this cyber, um, this cyberware upgrade is a close-range cybernetic coming from the Arcus. I can't pronounce it. I, I need to watch the video to hear it pronounced. But it's from the corporation, from the corporal range. Um, this upgrade grants V large arm blades that can be used in stealth and combat encounters. We've seen this upgrade many times before. The recent episode of Night City showed them off with some finishers you could pull off with the cybernetic upgrade. That's pretty cool. Um, then we have Gorilla Arms. This grants V with strength, increased strength and endurance. The upgrade allows for superior unarmed combat and but also grants V the option to dismantle turrets and use them. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it gives him the right to bear arms. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then lastly, you have the projectile launch systems. This is Greb gives me an arm cannon. Think, um, have you seen Upgrade? Yeah, I think so. Um, basically, the gun arm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. But this is a missile launcher. Oh, that's cool. Um, they also said in the Nightwire, um, in addition to these new weapons, we learned a bit more about the upgrades and modifications you can use on your guns. Additionally, replacing stocks, barrels, and other attachments, you can also place um, software mods onto weapons. These are not only will grant some stat buffs but for your, uh, for your guns, but also alter some aspects of them as well. The one big change that you can make with your weapons is switching between lethal and non-lethal rounds that we've mentioned before. Um, which is technically the first hearing there's going to be not non-lethal option. Um, another important note is that some of these guns shown um, in Nightwire were tied to specific quests and characters. While you can buy many weapons or find them in loot caches, 
around Night City and the Badlands, some weapons can only be acquired from specific characters. In some cases, you'll have to choose whether to keep the individual or take them out if you want to gain that specific gear. So it's like, <laughs> it's almost like a, ooh, finders keepers kind of thing. Yeah. So. That's cool. Like, holy shit. It even gives you multiple ways to obtain your upgrades. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I, I'm, I'm excited. At, I'm at to kill some motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm, I'm Dude, I, I, I'm a sucker for anything that like has a, a long range sniper rifle. Or a close range like melee weapon, like any 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 kind of game system that lets me do something like that, or a combination of the two. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just uh, ecstatic with. I know my brother and some other people are like hesitant playing something like Cyberpunk as a first person in person first person view, but playing the outer world. I know the outer worlds is a hundred percent different from the Witcher. I mean, from Cyberpunk, but playing the outer worlds got me. Okay mind. with okay. person, yeah. Okay, playing an RPG in the first person view. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a there's a ton of mirrors in Cyberpunk that's reflective. You can see your main character that you created. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and but unlike other worlds where they're grayed out that you can't technically see. Well, no, there is one mirror in the outer worlds where you can see your character. That's on the fucking unreliable. Um, but. Hey, this game and there is gonna be sex in here, your, right? Your character is gonna be getting it on with the getting. Yeah, th- this game is not for the faint of heart. There's people getting eviscerated, either by enemies or you see. This game has almost as it all, and oh, and they say because of the because some asshole. Um, was sending out fake beta accounts, which is basically trying to hack into your accounts. People don't don't. don't if you see anything that does not mention CD Projekt Red, don't add, don't don't open it. And even if it does, and it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Look it up. But they said there would be no betas. Yeah. So there you go, right? Like, damn. Um, this one I didn't pre-order. I'm gonna try to buy it day one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I'm probably gonna do the same thing. Like, brother ain't got no money, so I'm a, I must be saving. But then also, before we end, before we leave here, because well, you know, I'll leave the theory for the for uh, the, the night out. It, it, it's tied to the government. It's tied to the okay. Government. <laughs> but thank you everybody for listening, for tuning in with us. Um, I I know I said there was some things we was gonna talk about, but I omit them because. They're anger-fueled. And we're trying to steer away from the anger fuel constantly. Yeah. Like, there's one where people's literally trying to cancel Spider-Man. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Okay, no, no. I, I would ask why, but it's just going to start saying it. Yeah. So, we in here. Thank you for sitting through that spoiler-filled um, breakdown of the life paths and weapons from Cyberpunk. Um, it makes us more. It makes me more hyped for this than for Marvel's Avengers. Mm-hmm. That is nothing but a cash. I'll say this about Marvel's Avengers. It, it's it's okay. It's and when it's okay, I don't think it's going to do well. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm putting my money towards Tony Hawk. I'm hearing okay. I'm hearing nothing but good things about it. Um, Tony Hawk approached a death skater, so the mute is no longer going to be called the mute. The mute grab is I don't have the person's name. I because lo- I lost the article before we started. But they renamed the the move, um, the trick after the skater who perfected it in 1981. Okay. So I was like, that is that's that's a major respect. Um, that's cool. And I was told that everybody was assumed Rage, Rage Against the Machine is not part of the game no more in terms of music. Oh, right. No, 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 no. The start of the game, like the OG Tony Hawk Pro Skater game, it has Rage Against the Machine playing, like the old. School oh. Game. Weird. I was like, no, it's not weird. It's fucking awesome. No, I mean, weird as in, like, we already thought that they weren't going to be there, but we know that it's there, at least in the beginning. Well, you're the only person out of everyone that said it's weird. Like, literally, you're the only person on any form of medium that said it's I mean, it's cool. I'm not going to say it's not cool. It's just like, oh, okay, like, they already said that it wasn't there, but it's there, so cool. Like, people were like, one person was like, I, I, I choked up. And I was like, and I'm hearing, uh, I'm also hearing another rumor before we go. Creative Skater is back. Really? I, I don't I, like. I'm. I have not been hyped for a remake for any game. Well, until Kingdoms of Amalur: Real Reckoning got announced, but I digress. Tony Hawk. I grew up playing. This is, Ugh, 1997. 97 to that abysmal Tony Hawk 5. Y'all can't see my face. I, I, I literally try not to gag right now. <laughs> that was a waste of $30. So, Activision, we talked about your practices not too long ago, but to the people who's remaking Crash Bandicoot, Bandicoot game with over 100 levels. Holy fucking shit. And now you, they're remaking Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 to 2 with the possibility of us getting 3 and 4 based on oh if this god. does well. Oh my god, dude. I'm salivating on the on that possibility. Nice. So, please, people, go out there, pre-order it, play the demo. It's only 30 minutes long. I mean, well... It, it plays like classic. You only get two minutes to play the level, the warehouse level. <laughs> but still, that two minutes, you can try to do your, your your favorite line. When you come down that ramp and try to hop over that gap, try to hit the grind, kick flip to the rail, kick flip to go back. I'm, I'm fucking in, bro. Oh, my God. You can I'm, feel the hype returning. The hype is returning. The hype is returning. I'm hungry, but the hype is returning. I'm, we're gonna go because it's gonna be a three-hour podcast if we keep on going. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Make sure you listen to us either SoundCloud or Spotify. Um, it's simply at the John Contraband Robot. You can follow both of us at our social media. It'll be in the link in the description. Um, TMT review coming soon. This episode will be out on Monday. Until next time, Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs>